We're glad you're listening to Rama for Today. Stop her. Then I said to the daughter, do you believe in divine healing? Because I knew she didn't. Knew it in my spirit. On the inside of me. Well, now she wanted to be nice about it. And she said, well, now to be honest with you, I said, well, don't just be honest about it. Just be brutally frank about it. She said, well, no. I said, I knew that the minute you walked in here. Just as like somebody told me. She said, I'll be honest with you. You said just to be brutally frank. Uh, I, I don't believe divine healing. I just came because mama wanted me to. She's going to loan me the money, $6,000 for this operation. And you just don't say no to somebody that's going to loan you $6,000 when you're in trouble, do you? And I didn't think it'd do any good or anyway and it wouldn't do any harm, so I'll just go along. Well, I said I knew that the minute you walked in here. That's the reason I didn't pray. Now, welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, Healing Belongs to Us, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. People come for help sometimes, but really, they won't help on their terms. They're not ready to surrender to the Lord. Are you listening? Amen. Like somebody said, here they came, husband and wife came in for counselor was telling me, a Christian counselor, because somebody recommended for counseling on marriage. Well, he began to talk to them, found out they weren't really Christians. They, they belonged to some church sometime or another, but they didn't know Jesus, weren't interested in getting saved. Well, he said, this is Christian, you know, counseling. See, you can't help people that's not interested with Christian counseling to live for the Lord and not interested in Jesus. They can't be helped. But I'd help you if they can. What's your problem? The wife said, well, I have a boyfriend and he don't like it. Well, you could readily understand why he wouldn't like that. And then as he questioned, he come to find out she'd have five more boyfriends before she got to this one. And uh, he don't like it. Now, how are you going to help somebody like that? If they don't want to know Jesus, you might as well just take them by the ear, lead them out of the office and kick them in the seat of the britches and let them go. Because they're not going to get anything anyhow. Say amen if you can. Amen. Are you listening? Sure he don't like it. She's got a boyfriend on the side. He went on to say he had caught her in bed with him ten times. Now can you straighten our marriage out? Well, no, nobody can straighten it out. Unless they want it straightened out and they want to live right. They want to get to Jesus. Are you listening to me? Unless he wants to live with that kind of a thing. I don't know what else you'd call her. You know, that's, that's really, I mean, to call her thing, you know, that's really worse. You know, that's not even being a good human being. That's sort of like a dog, dogs. I better hush before I get to going here. I mean, <laughs> you still out there? Amen. Folks are not always ready for help. They can be helped. They're not always ready for prayer. 
When you go ahead and pray for them, many times, instead of helping them, you really push them further away from God. We should give people an opportunity to hear the Word of God, to hear the Word of God taught before we pray for them. Then they, in faith, can receive the impartation of God's power. Now, after, the, after this woman, this mother, after I said to her, you know, I'm not going to minister to her, but I'm just going to get up and leave, really, and you can take her back home if you're not going to let her talk. Finally, she said, well, all right then, all right. So we sat down. And I began to, even after we sat down, while she began to talk, you know, answer all the questions, so I had to stop her. And then I said to the daughter, do you believe in divine healing? Of course, I knew she didn't. Knew it in my spirit. On the inside of me. Well, now she wanted to be nice about it. And she said, well, now to be honest with you, I said, well, don't just be honest about it. Just be brutally frank about it. She said, well, no. I said, I knew that the minute you walked in here. Just like somebody told me. She said, I'll be honest with you. You said just to be brutally frank. Uh, I, I don't believe divine healing. I just came because mama wanted me to. She's going to loan me the money, $6,000 for this operation. And you just don't say no to somebody that's going to loan you $6,000 when you're in trouble, do you? And I didn't think it'd do any good or anyway and it wouldn't do any harm, so I'll just go along. Well, I said I knew that the minute you walked in here. That's the reason I didn't pray. Now, I want to ask you this question. Could you pray for someone who's lost and get them saved without them believing in salvation or in Jesus? No. I said no. You could pray from here to yonder, so to speak, and never get them saved. Now, your prayers in praying, interceding for someone will cause the Spirit of God to move upon them. But they're never going to be saved until they start believing Jesus is the Savior. Jesus died for their sin and accept Him as their Lord and Savior. Now, could you pray with someone? I'm talking about praying with someone now. I'm not talking about interceding for them and praying that their eyes would be open, that they'd see these things. But could you pray with someone like this woman brought her daughter to receive, for instance, the baptism of the Holy Ghost without their believing in the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Certainly not. Certainly not. Then how are you going to pray with someone and get them healed when they don't believe in healing. Well, now some folks said, well, God will just heal some of those people just to prove that it's so. Well, why doesn't he save some people whether they want to be saved or not, or whether they believe it or not, just to prove the salvation so? Why doesn't he just go ahead and fill some of them with the baptism of the Holy Ghost or with the Holy Ghost just to prove that the baptism of the Holy Ghost is right or real? Well, in the first place, if you've ever read your New Testament at all, you know God doesn't work like that. I said God doesn't work like that. Amen. He works from the standpoint of what you will. The last leaf of the Bible, the last chapter of the Bible. The Word of God said, The Spirit and the Bride say, Come. Let him that heareth say, Come. And whosoever will, let him come. 
and take the water of life freely. Whosoever will let him come. It's according to your will. Let him come and take the water of life freely. God works on the principle of faith. Are you listening to me? He gives you his word so you can have faith. Faith is based on what God said. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Then he expects you to come according to the word and believe it. You see, he honors the word. When you don't believe the word, when you don't honor the word, when you don't act upon the word, then he doesn't have anything to honor in your life or to make good in your life. There's a text in the Old Testament that says that he has magnified his word above his name. Well, you're not going to get healed just humoring somebody else. That's what the daughter was doing, just human her mother, you see. In other words, you can't ride into heaven on mama's coattail. And you can't ride into divine healing on mama's coattail. Or anybody else's. Amen. Well, now then, uh, how are you going to help this woman, though? Is there no way to help her? Well, we all know that sometimes there's special manifestations of the Spirit of God. If God says something, well, you can act upon it, but there's no manifestation. I'll be honest with you, tell the truth about it. I never felt so dry at the time this lady brought her to the parsonage. She brought her daughter in the middle of the afternoon to the parsonage where I was staying. And, you know, I didn't feel even spiritual. I didn't have any anointing. I didn't have any, you know. But what are you going to do? Well, thank God for the holy written word of God. That word is true. Amen, isn't it? That word never changes. That word never fails. It was the word of God yesterday. It's the word of God today. It'll be the word of God tomorrow. And God honors his word. Now, how am I going to help that woman then? She don't believe in divine healing. Well, I cannot help her, really, unless I can get the Word into her. So I just simply said to her, now I'm not saying that it said it, because I knew it did. And I knew she didn't know it said it. Because if she had known what the Word of God said, she couldn't have said, I don't believe in divine healing. Amen. Or else, she just didn't believe the Bible, one of the two. I found out she's Baptist. Baptists believe the Bible. If you can just show them what the Bible said, you've got them. So I said, I'm not saying it said it. But now just suppose that the Bible said himself, Jesus, took your infirmities and bare your sicknesses. Would divine healing be for you? Would it be the will of God to heal you? Why, she said, certainly. See, I'd already ascertained that she was Baptist. And she knew she was born again. Well, I said, there's a Bible lying right there on the table by the side of the chair in the living room here where we were in this parsonage. There's a Bible lying right there. Just get that Bible for yourself and open it up to Matthew 8 and read to me out loud the 17th verse. Now, before she ever read, see, before she ever opened the Bible up, she looked at the back of it and saw that it said Schofield Reference Edition. And she smiled being Baptist. She smiled and said, well, that's just like my Bible at home. Good, I said. 
Now open it up to Matthew 8, 17. So she opened it up to Matthew 8, 17. I said, read that out loud. She had the Bible lying in her lap, so she's looking down at her lap and at the Bible, and she read that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Read that out loud as we sat, the pastor, her mother, myself, and she in the living room. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Honey, I'm so excited about our offer this month. Yeah, especially this one. Yes. This is the day, a DVD teaching by my dad, about an hour and 20 minutes worth of teaching. This is the day we went into the vault and got this and, and we're releasing it. It's a brand new release. This was preached at camp meeting in 1998. I remember it well. Yeah. It was, you know, people got excited about oh, it. Oh yeah, it was a great sermon. I know. And then uh, actually this is a study guide by your dad, Foundations for Faith. It is 13 yeah. faith lessons. Right. And many study groups. Yeah, many small that. groups are small using groups. this. That's right. And then your book, How to Fulfill Your Divine Destiny. That's all for a gift of $45 or more. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagen on Healing Belongs to Us. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org for more great resources. The series you just heard is in the bookstore as well. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.